the moment. Finally, The Rock has come back to Oakland! The Rock! Vince McMahon, what's wrong? You look a little surprised. Were you not expecting The Rock? Were you expecting Steve Austin? Did you think that Steve Austin was just going to walk down that ramp? Is that what you thought? As a matter of fact, it doesn't matter what you thought. No, no. the rock, all right. He's back. Because you see, what you're bound to realize, it was not Stone Cold Steve Austin that came walking down that ramp. No, no, no. It was a living fool, Brahma Bull. Jabroni eating, pie beating, eating. The rock says he's walking fast, whooping ass. People chant the rock. And seeing as a rock as a people's champ, and he came out here to address the people and only the people. You've got 15 seconds to get out of this ring starting now. One. Sounds to me like. Oh, and before you leave, take this with you. Oh, look out! supposed to be on SmackDown. We all know that The Rock wasn't supposed to return until next month. But considering what happened last week, The Rock will be damned if he didn't come here the very first opportunity he had and speak to each and every single one of you live. They did live. Anything can happen. Okay, five years ago when The Rock first walked into this company, he had one idea, one idea, and that idea was really simple, and that was just to become the absolute best this industry has ever seen. And I will continue to work my ass off to make sure that happens. Because you see, The Rock says this, that's the very same passion, that very same fire that I have in my eyes is the very same fire that I see every time I walk in the back of that locker room. Every single time. I walk into a Raw locker room. Every single time I step into a SmackDown locker room, all those guys are here because they want to be here. That's right. Everyone on SmackDown, all those guys on SmackDown, they are there because they want to be there. They get in this ring, they bust their ass, you love them for that, and they do it because they love to do it. We gotta love it. 
So The Rock says this, if there's anybody in the back, I swear to God, I honestly mean this, if there's anybody in the back that does not want to be with this company, if there's anyone in SmackDown that does not want to be with this company, then just like the slogan says, you get the F out. Oh, man. Get the F out, JR. Rocket's on a roll. And you see, Vince McMahon, if you're really serious about moving on, well, The Rock will do you one better. Not only does The Rock want to move on, but he wants to move up. So The Rock will tell you what, The Rock is scheduled to return July 11th on SmackDown, but guess what? News flash, change of plans. This Sunday, The Rock, King of the Ring. What? Oh, God, The Rock! The Rock of the King of the Ring, King! Once again, this Sunday, The Rock, back of the King of the Ring! You see, it's really simple. I've got WWE in my blood. The Rock was born WWE. The Rock goes back history with the WWE. Which, you know, it's really simple. It's like this. 50 years from now, when The Rock is 80 years old, when The Rock has to put in the people's dentures, he's got to use the people's walker to come walking down that ramp. Just like that. The Rock will still step right in the middle of this ring and say, just ring it. The Rock has WWE in his blood. From his late grandfather, my grandfather, the late high chief Peter Maivia, who started his career right here in the Bay Area. To my dad, my dad's soul man, Rocky Johnson. All the way down to the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. The fact of the matter is this. Austin can take his ball and go home. But as far as The Rock is concerned, as far as I'm concerned, this, this is home. Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Andy. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
buddy. Hello. This just came out today, I think, right? It did. It did. Let me turn this up a little bit here. Yeah, turn it up. How we doing? All right? Yeah. Little Ozzy. Little Ozzy. Jeff Beck on guitar. Brand new Ozzy. I hope he's healing. He just had surgery on his neck. I just found something out recently about Jeff Beck. I had no idea. What's that? He did uh, John Bon Jovi's song. Well, I think he he wrote it with Richie. The Blaze of Glory that was on the Young Guns. That's the solo from that is Jeff Beck. Well, I had no idea about they that. They got their Richie. We got our Richie. <laughs> Anybody seen Richie? What's up, Cuz? Cuz he's in the room. Matt Squire is in the room. About to, who else is in the room here? Let's see. My computer is a fucking disaster today. Mario's on. Oh, what's up, Mario? It's VO5J. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like Theresa May better. You, you like, yeah, you do, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, episode four fifty nine of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. We are live on the Rant Rant EM Radio Rant Entertainment Media, part of the Shining Wizards Network. We are part of uh, whatever Jimmy Ferrari's doing, and uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, obviously, Choppy's not here. He's on some movie set. Probably. Um, what else is new? And uh, Jay. Has stepdaddy daycare probably today? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's right into uh, probably going right to the park to play soccer. That's our new that's our new favorite thing now, soccer. Which so, I'm not upset about, by the way. What soccer? Yeah, the kids love playing soccer. I wish Hammer. I, I never played. I never played it ever in my life. I play. I you know I wish Hammer played sports. He tried because his dad's a big baseball guy. Big yeah. Mike is a umpire. Mike's a certified umpire. Mike went to umpire school. He played. I played. So he played softball, baseball. His uncle, one of his uncles, pitched college ball. So I thought he'd want to do it, and he tried. He was a backstop after t-ball. He didn't like it. He tried though. Uh-huh. Tressa J. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, thank you. Yes, the new Ozzy came out today. I had a terrible week at work. Um, I got in a lot of trouble, but that's another story. Uh oh. Um, but uh. It was nice to wake up this morning. I couldn't I couldn't sleep. So around 4.30, I'm tossing and turning. And I knew I had a doctor, an early doctor's appointment, so I figured let me just, at one point, just fuck it and stay up. Yeah. So I stayed up, and I hit refresh on the YouTube gimmick, and it was the first thing that popped up. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I know the new Ozzy was coming out. I knew that Jeff Peck was on the album. I didn't know he was on the first single. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, new Ozzy album comes out in um, in September, I believe it is. So we're gonna be uh, doing that. Um, doing that. I can't wait to. Like, well, he's not gonna tour. Obviously, he's you know doing that. They blocked our fucking video because of the music. Ah, uh, music. You cocksucker. This song's four hours old. I know. Whatever, man. I don't. You know what? Fuck Facebook. Fuck all these social media gimmicks. How about that? Um, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Yeah, it's it's just a bad thing. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> so I have an extended weekend. I'm off on Monday. Oh, nice! Because Hammer's staying over mo- Sunday night for the pay per view. For the pay per view, I know you. I, I know you. you know, I, I always invite you guys, so I know you're busy. You guys are always welcome to come over. Uh, um, yeah, I probably won't be able to make it. I know, kids. I know, I know, I know. Oh no, Sunday actually. Sunday, I got my nieces, my second niece, her uh, christening. Oh, we're having, we're having a little party. Are you, are for you her. the godfather? Nah, but my my uh, my first niece's godfather, Lord okay. Grace LG. We call her in in the house. LG like the TV. And yeah, yeah. And then uh, we got Mercy, uh, so we got nice. So we nice. gonna have we're actually 
probably I wonder uh, maybe my bro in law we might we might pop it on. Ah, uh, who knows? Knowing me, I'll be home by six thirty in bed in bed by seven. So. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I knew Hammer Hammer called me up last week. He's like, you remember he had a job, he blew us off, remember? Uh-huh. So he's now I'll be there Sunday. I'm like, but you have school Monday's like his last day. Yeah. He's like, I just gotta get my report card. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so you know what? I'll st- if you're gonna stay the night, I'll take off the next day and whatever. Yeah. I gotta burn vacation time anyway, plus I'm not very I'm not very uh Popular right now at the workplace, so, <laughs> but so maybe it's better that I fucking stay away an extra day, you know. Hey, um, wrong with that. Nah, nah, not at all. So, um, yeah. So you know what? It's uh, it's gonna be a deal. We're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be. We have a lot to talk about actually. Yeah. So some stuff rolled over from last week, and we're gonna I'm gonna review Slammiversary, and pre we're gonna preview open uh, Forbidden Door. Our boys will be in Chicago this weekend. Yeah, Arlene, uh, Rob, I know uh, Mickey the Greek is gonna be out there, and um, who else? Mott Spock, guys. Mott Spock is gonna be out there. Who's killing it with his podcast right now? Him and Will. Um, Richie's got his podcast. Everybody's got their podcast, man. So I'm happy for everybody doing their thing, man. I like it. Everybody get it. Everybody out doing there. a podcast. You know what? If 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 you can do it, do it. A lot, a lot of people can't do it. You know, if you can do it. You gotta be, you gotta, you know, you could have the equipment. You gotta be fucking good. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know. Um. So anyway. Anyway, I I'm sorry, Augie. Augie's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> um, where you want to go first, man? Uh, we gotta go. Um, I guess we do. We go Vince. Yeah, go we Vince? let's go. Let's go with Vince because there was some. It was some funny things. We we played that promo. At the top of the, the top of the show with the Rock and. Just for context reasons, the week prior, that was the infamous when Austin walked out. And he, uh, you know, for for reasons that he even now admits is, is, is wrong. But at the time, you got to you got to see where Austin's coming from with no buildup. You put in you're, you're going to put him in a match against Brock Lesnar, but no with no buildup. You know what he's saying is right. Like you said, uh, his accents and the execution of it was was wrong but nonetheless austin walks out so they bring the rock in back early apparently he's supposed to come back in july comes back late june june 17th and cuts this just a great promo yeah this was the week before our throwback tonight which is king of the ring 2002 and it's a great promo clearly just throwing daggers at austin yeah and this this proves sometimes how i want to say how Vince can, int- you know, weave weave in uh, reality and 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 fiction, and how spiteful he is. You know, we, we we've all seen it with the Dr. Heine stuff with with Jim Ross. Uh, you know this promo. You know, and and a few other stuff in in the past. Seeing Vince come out on Monday, we we just we just rewatched it, and uh, I tell you, man, that is. You see him come out and he's he's shaking his hands and he's 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 a zombie. I'm starting to yeah. see, I'm starting to see Ronald Walking Dead. I'm starting to see what some people are saying that Vince is just coming out, just using his and listen, I, I, I get it too. He's using his platform just to say, Hey, I'm, this isn't bothering me in any you know, any sense of the word. You know, he comes out by the way, almost falls. Can't get into the ring. I mean, he's he's gonna have to start going. You know, he's gonna have to start doing what Hulk Hogan did in TNA and build the ramp so he can so he doesn't have to climb the stairs because he almost fell up the stairs, almost fell down the stairs. <laughs> um, you know, to 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 me, 
it's it's a little it's a little theatrical uh if that makes sense what's going like it's such serious shit <laughs> what he's doing uh what's going on right now behind the scenes that Vince doing this is almost kind of it's tongue in cheek just like kind of saying to you know the law firms in, in investigating him just kind of he's almost giving them give him the bird just saying fuck you you ain't rattling my cage which in true you know Vince fashion is what Vince would say so I found it very peculiar. I'm, st- I'm starting to change my tune a little bit about it. Um, Wrestling Soup guys had a excellent guest on. Shout out to Mission Joe. Yeah, get into this. I didn't hear it yet. They, uh, I think it was Tuesday. They had they had somebody on. Uh, uh, law guy. You know, I wish I, I should have wrote his name down. He has he has a podcast too as well. But he um he was going into the he was just going into the legalities of everything and and kind of about where. What what can happen? And apparently, I, I got a few things wrong from last week. Where Vince he, Vince had I, I knew he had the overwhelming voting shares. Like basically, he can't be he cannot be um, voted out per se. Now, if he's found unfit, that's that's where it gets uh, squirrely in that sense. Um, so I did get a few things right, but um, at the end of the day. Uh, it was interesting. Go out of your way to to to, to see that Mish. It was from Tuesday. I forget his name. I'll look it up. But no, I mean, I get I get wrestling soup on the phone. So, but uh, and it and it's just interesting stuff. It's uh, the whole story still fascinates me with um everything going on. You know, Johnny Ace been relieved of his duties. Is that official? Well, he's you know he's on he's on administrative leave. Oh, uh, because Cornette said he was definitely done. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably going to go that way. Uh, Bruce Pritchard is now the. The new, he's the interim. Oh, he's head. the interim, right? He's yeah, the yeah. Head. All right, so he'll fight for the title then. Yeah. <laughs> when when Lorias comes back, he'll fight for the title. He's, they, the, he's uh, the interim. He's the interim. He's the interim head of talent relations, which I, you know, the, uh, you know, who you believe in re- the reports. Uh, people are happy. Some people aren't happy. Um, hey, Shaylin, happy birthday again. Happy birthday, Shaylin. They, uh, it, it shows you. The the whole the whole thing kind of. You know, is is obscure because Stephanie's gone. They they released that stuff to the business magazine. I don't know if it was Business Insider or somebody. Yeah. But uh, they they were just burying um, Stephanie in the sense of that she wasn't doing her job correctly. Well, you know what her first duty was, right? What she put Triple H back on fucking well, NXT. Well, I, I, but now listen, let's let's once again. You know, I love doing this tinfoil hat stuff. I I got oh uh, we got more tinfoil. So go ahead. So have at it. You know. Vince is going into Vince is going into cover your ass mode, you know, self preservation. So he's going, and now he once again you're going into the idea of need to bring me some birthday cake, Shaylin. Yeah, <laughs> she got leftover cake. Oh, there we go. You better come bring that shit. Uh, you got. I'll pay for Uber. You're running it. You're running into this whole area of that. You got shareholders running your business, so Vince is Vince can't step down and, and go. Well, we're gonna put in Nick Khan, who Nick Khan's only been with the company for two years. I mean, who better to to have than you know Stephanie, another McMahon, obviously step in, and you know it it, it could be multi pronged with where Stephanie was like, yeah, no problem, Dad, I'll do it, but you got to put Triple H back in NXT, like he he needs to go back there, and and then Vince is starting to concede. Or even even crazier, I believe this. I believe I heard it on the soup. I don't know if it was Joey or Mish that said it, but it did, this one 
even makes more sense. This, the idea that Linda has been f- fucking radio silent. In Florida, chilling. Radio silent. And I bet you she, it's probably along the lines of like, Vince, I'll stay silent, but you know who needs to go in there. And she's saying, you got to put Stephanie there. Yeah. Now, some, uh, now I'm going to counter your wrestling soup with uh, Cornette again, which yeah. is, I don't know why I, abu- I abuse myself. All right. Um, so Cornette basically didn't really. I mean, he explained his relationship with Vince while he was there, and compared the relationship to what it is and to what what's going on now. He never knew Vince to be that kind of guy and whatever. It wasn't that. It wasn't like he was like sticking up for him or anything. He was just giving like his. And then he gave his take on it. What I like about Cornette is a lot of the times he could take a situation and be objective. Yeah, yeah. And that's what. And so he I was. Heard, I heard what you were saying too. He, he I, was. I heard. I think I heard. It was like Saturday. I think I heard. Yeah, it. he was. He was being objective. And another thing he brought up was, well, I think Brian did the, the, his co-host was like, you know, Stephanie's in this position, but is she really, like, you know, what's Vince's? Well, well, the first question was to Cornette from Brian. What was the What's going to be, if, if Vince is still allowed to be on TV and creative, then what's his official title? So Cornette's like, whatever the fuck he wants. He's still, he is still calling, yeah. that shows you right there yeah. that he's still calling the shots. Right, 100%. So I was like, you know what, I, I you know, so now he goes, what if, what if Stephanie <laughs> removes Vince? Because Stephanie technically can remove anybody who's lower than her off, off, their, off their position. She can fire Nick Khan. She can fire yeah. Laurinaitis. She can any you know because because once again my assumption right now is she is Vince, so she has f- whatever it is. I forget forty percent of all the shares and eighty nine percent of all the voting shares, which is which is the key thing. Which a lot of people do not have in companies is that much power. A lot of people kind of by by ki- committee. Right, Vince is the it starts and stops with him. My understanding is she's absorbing that. That essentially can do that. Right. My and, understanding. And then they, so, and then they're also convinced that people, and then not just them, a lot of people are convinced that Stephanie's basically like a puppet in that spot until Vince is either cleared of of these of these allegations and or, you know, and or not. And then he goes, and she's really in charge. Like, he's still in her ear, like, because she hates Nick Khan, right? Yeah. Well, she hates Kevin Dunn, Kevin for sure. Dunn, too. Yeah. So it's like, what if Vince wants them on, 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 on the payroll still? And she, now, nah, honey, don't fire them. Yeah. Do this. Like, is he, is that, is, is it that kind of relationship? Or is she going to, you know, pull the panties up and be like, you know what? I got to take care of some business. And within 48 hours, her man's back at fucking NXT in the performance center. And like I said, and once again, it can be a thing where it's like, all right, Dad. Well, it is, is, that, is that because Pritchard is now get bumped up to talent relations because Laurinaitis is gone? Probably. Because Pritchard was, wasn't Pritchard running NXT right at this point? Well, he was overseeing. He was overseeing it? Yeah. He's See? Over, he's, he's overseeing. Basically, wherever wherever Vince goes is where Pritchard always uses. Which is not, but listen, Vin, and then another thing that, they, that was brought up on social media Vince is getting to the point now where he just wants to su- surround himself with people that he knows. Not more not more like yes men. What's up, Mario? Um Papa H is home. It's act- Papa H, yeah. Not much not too much of like not like yes men, but people that he can trust around him that are still 
involved creatively in the business, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Because I'm I, I'm I'm convinced that Steph is right now just a puppet until either either you know, because I don't think she I don't think she wants to like step on any toes. What's up? What's up there, Groomsy? But like I. I don't think she wants to step on any toilet. I think she just wants to, you know, she was she didn't want to be in, a, in that position anyway. Well, let's 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 call a spade a spade here. If if Stephanie and Stephanie is smart, I'm not gonna even even speculate anything. Stephanie's a fucking shrewd businesswoman. She knows how to do this. Let's play the cards correctly. If she just comes in and does whatever Vince wants, it's gonna be hers. Anyway, unless they sell, which I think is always still on the on the table, but essentially the business is going to be hers. So just sit there and just you know pantomime whatever your dad's going to say. All right, yeah, dad, whatever you want me to do, the old man, you, you're fucking, you're going to be dead in ten, fifteen years yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, or like you said, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see the alternative happening. I don't see her going rogue. I don't see her doing anything really you know, that Vince wouldn't do right now. Uh, because I, I just think she's playing she's playing chess as compared to checkers to me. Uh, to me, I, I, I think uh, it's all on paper. I think it's just it's just paperwork, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, there's no other alternative Vince can do in today's climate uh, other than step down because... The idea, if 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 he if he steps down, he's showing that he he even though he probably feels that he's not wrong, I, you know, the story still stands that he used his money, which is probably correct. But there's a lot of NDAs that we don't know about, and where did where did that money come from? Right. That's what they're investigating. But at the end of the day, it's it's also what could be a, as as. As a public, publicly traded company, if something that Vince does in his personal life affects the stock price, affects the company, which is, i.e., uh, you know, infidelities or whatever the case, and w- who knows whatever his relationship status is, you know, married, not married, whatever yeah. the case is, yeah, that is still affecting the company, and that's what is being investigated. And that's and, and and that is once again everything is in you know in that lawyer English, you kind of got to see you know you got to sift through some of that shit, and it's 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 not a good look right now. And I mean, from what I understand, from what I understand, is Vince can can be taken down in a sense of like you said, because now you're talking about a competence I- issue, cogn- a cognizance. Uh, issue, yeah, you know, like Vince watching Vince out on Raw, Vince can make the claim that that's all oh, that's my character on Raw, but uh, dude, like you, you're having trouble, <laughs> straight up, looked like he was having trouble, and he came out twice on two different shows and he was struggling to get up the stairs. So I, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's gonna get, it's gonna get, I think it's gonna get worse before it gets a little bit better. Right, Cornette now. even waited until SmackDown. And then went back on the air the next morning and finished his podcast because he wanted to give the review of Vince coming on TV. And if anybody paid attention to the stock price this week, it went down. Yes. I mean, granted, the whole market in and in it of itself kind of has been down. No, that was made aware on, on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter. And, but, you know, it, it nonetheless, the, the price did go down. Um, and I want to clear up something, too. I was reading 
that Kevin Dunn allegedly, you know, was quickly sold all of his when he found out. Yeah, so now they're being inve- he's being investigated. I also. think I think that's being that's bullshit. I think that's being squashed because I think, in the sense of, once again, if you want something to be there, you can find a connection. If anybody in that who you know Kevin Dunn not on the board. You know, he's not on the – this isn't like a Martha Stewart type thing. Uh, if anybody were to know what would be happening, it would be Kevin Dunn. But, you know, if you follow the stock price, it's the highest it's ever been in, in a year, in a calendar year. I think a year ago today, it was around $47. If you if you have stock options and all this stuff, and once again, I'm not acting like I'm any kind of an expert. I just – you know more than we do. Um, but you can have a price target set at $65, $66 and just trigger a sale right there. It could be coincidental. And, of course, it can be, you know, oh, shit, you know, we just we just found out some earth-shattering stuff. Maybe I'm going to sell. It could be that, too. But it's I don't think it's so quick. But I believe I believe it's kind of debunked. I think it happened a little bit before really everything kind of came to light. So, uh, you know, who knows at that point, but, uh, you know, I mean, if it, if it were to be inside of trading, wouldn't happen to a nicer guy, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's at, at the end of the day, man, I am, I'm hook, line and sinker on this story because it's, it's, this is the biggest thing. I, I cannot believe that this is actually happening. Stockbroker Jay is in the know, apparently. <laughs> hashtag, I love it. Hashtag Jay Stockbroker. And, ch- and check out, check out uh, on, on Twitter, oh, I put the hell's his name, uh, Brandon Thurston or uh, oh, Russell, oh, Russell, you, Russell Hold on a minute. That, uh, Cornette, Cornette's guy brought that up on the podcast. Russell Nomics. That dude, this guy this is guy's, all he's over. He's a numbers crunchy. Yeah. Yep. They brought his, they brought his name up too. It's just, you know, like we said last week, it's it's just, you know, Vince is so polarizing. Um, Jay Gecko. That's funny. <laughs> um <laughs> it's he's so polarizing that, you know, you can't help but not be invested because of of we were such big fans. And look at Maurice. Oh my god, I want the terrible things to her. Yeah. I can't believe fucking Miz is hitting that like I, a lot. Listen. It's a moon market. Greed is good. Word up. Anyway, anyway, the the bottom line is is that there's stuff ain't kosher in the deli, and either it's going to get exposed or it's not going to get exposed, and we can only hope that this puts a little little life in the Jays, Mister Wall Street. Yeah. Um, they could they could put a little more life into this into this product because <sighs> SmackDown. Listen. When Roman Reigns had an had an amazing match with Riddle last week, amazing, right? And then he's like, he goes, he goes, he goes, wise man, there's no one else, there's no one else. And then Brock's music hits. So of course I'm on. Of course I made a run in on a rant uh, last gonna, Friday I, night. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen. Uh, but I was like, you know, it, it's just it's 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 the I called it the John Cena safe syndrome. Where you have guys in place that are just available at your at your women, and you're like, oh, you know, just insert guy here, insert line storyline here. It's like, all right, now what? But you is Cornette's convinced that, that and, and a lot of people are convinced too, that the the talent pool is very thin. I disagree. 
I think the talent pool is more now than it ever has been. The only difference is they ain't fucking writing properly. That's exactly That's it. the bottom line. Don't tell me that you got 50, 60 performers in the back. And these guys and girls can work, okay? Uh, I mean, are, are a couple of them disappointing? Yeah, Ronda Rousey has been disappointing me even since she came back. But a couple of people have been disappointing. Well, I, you know, I, like I said, after that match on Friday, I mean, Riddle arrived. You know what I mean? Like, this dude is this dude is here. Oh, R- Riddle could always go, though. Plug him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we all knew this. But yeah, yeah. plug him in. But you still, that decision was made. So, th- And this is how you know Vinnie Mac's still calling his shots a little bit. Because the decision was made before SmackDown. The crowd was on fire. Yeah, because apparently Vince scrapped the, the book on the, in, in the, like, day of, day of the day before. The, the crowd was on fire for, for Riddle then. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. During that match. He, and when he kicked out of the Superman punch, the crowd was on fire. Yeah. So... I don't think they were anticipating that reaction. So to me, they had that already planned out. Uh, and, you know, you could still. So, OK, we need that. We, you know, SummerSlam's in, in a in an arena. We got to get we got or stadium. We got to get Brock in. OK, I get it. But it shows you how much they're hurting. Randy's out. Cody's out. You know what I mean? You can't you can't. Randy's out till next year. Yeah, I know you can't you can't bring you can't plug in Drew McIntyre. That would have that would have been a good one. Big E's hurt. Big E's Big E's hurt. But you got KO. Of course, but he's on Raw. You got Sloppy Lashley. But then again, he's supposed to be the undisputed, you know, champion, so he can be wrestling on Raw. <laughs> Tony Z. Holy shit, you guys are becoming the sweater and the schmoozer. <laughs> That's the radio. If you, if for those who don't know locally, I was a, a very popular sports radio midday TV, sh- uh, the radio show back in the <laughs> back in the day. Steve Summers and uh, Russ Salzberg, two crazy Jews. Um, I digress, but yeah, I'm sorry. You were saying they, uh, they, they just shows you how thin they are at the, you know, basically at the top. They, they got to plug Brock back in. Yeah, and I just, I don't, you know. And I'm looking at Austin Theory right now, Flex doing his fucking WBF pose with the uh, with the U.S. Championship. This kid's got it. He's the complete package, right? Um, they're not going to waste him per se, um, but I feel like again, you got enough talent, man. Yeah. You know, they're just not writing it properly. Exactly. You know, you know? so money, and then uh, just then they're going to hype money in the bank. You know, my uncle loves Steve. So who doesn't love Steve Summers, Shailen? During the fucking pandemic, he was doing the show in his kitchen. <laughs> Guy's like, he's 107 years old. He's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, all right. Anyway, uh, some other news. Are yes. we done with WWE or no? Yeah, let's continue with WWE. No, are we, are we, oh, are we done with it? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. are we done with WWE or no? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, because, just, I mean, I, I enjoyed the stuff on Raw with, you know, the, the, the stuff with Elias and uh, KO. yeah. I think it's I, I think for some reason I should not be liking it as much as I do. <laughs> but I love it. I, I, I love the idea that that KO is we're seeing like the slow, you know, dismemberment of, of KO's mind. You can see everything happening. Like, I don't know. I just I love everything about it. So I, I, I really wanted to I think that's where the writing is getting good is is just small little parts here. Uh and we were talking about Austin Theory. I mean he is he is a cutout uh, he's cut out made for a John Cena feud. If John Cena's coming back just for next week, 
or just for Monday, I should say, at this point now. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a storyline, and I think Austin Theory is going to be going to be a part of it. Yeah. For those who are asking, uh, we're trying to hammer out a date for the for the anniversary show. The goal is to get a date where I can get at least one or two of these fucking jamooks in <laughs> studio with us and our friends. I mean, I want to implement that. Uh, JJ, I take the call. Um, I want to. I want to make sure because some of our guys and girls, like you know. We want Rob involved, but Rob's doing the, the film festival. Um, you know, it, we want Elaine in there. We want we want Hammer with us. You know, obviously we always invite the Wizards if they want to come through. Like we just want to have a couple of people in there hanging out with us. You know, it's a big deal for us. I, and I just want to have that. You know, I'm still looking for a um, for a, a designer, a designer, or an artist to help me uh, get this this idea I have for a shirt. I got a couple of I got one or two ideas from Matt Squires. I got an idea myself. I just don't know how to fucking draw it. So, but yeah, we're, we're going to make shirts up. We're going to have, uh, you know, like, we're gonna do like the whole gimmick. Magnets and fucking pens and whatever, whatever. But um, either way, we, we're we going to we're gonna hammer out a date. We're going to announce as soon as we figure it out. And uh, hopefully you guys can all join. It. It'll be a Friday night for sure. Yeah. It'll be Friday night. We're going to go live. And obviously whoever's local, hint, hint. You guys are all sh- you, you should be here first of all, hanging out with us if you could make it, you know. But um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a deal. SummerSlam '92 is gonna be the throwback. Yeah. Jay wants to do some sort of watch along. I was thinking maybe a watch along, especially if we get everybody in. If we get everybody in, we could yeah. use the big TV and we'll we'll stream it. I'm not mad at that. Maybe we'll yeah. do a watch along. We'll you know we'll critique it, make fun of it, whatever you want to do. Uh, let's see. Where, where you want to go next? Let's I go, uh, Forbidden Door. All right. Big news this past week. All right, so let's go. We'll do Dynamite real quick. We'll go with Dynamite uh, because that was the go-home show. You know, I, I I was really, not that I was hard on AEW, but, like, they was kind of, they, they I think they've they've really done their best to kind of make us excited for it. And, and, and I think they kind of really, I mean, last week was the start of it. I was like, wow, you know, I'm, they're really doing a good job, and, this past week was another one. I think uh, it was a good show overall. Uh, you know, big news with uh, Okada coming in. I, I made a I made a comment this morning. I did a little video for for the guys and girls. Let us let them know we're going to be on at one o'clock. And I said to the, the the kids, I was like, you know, I feel like it's getting a bit rushed because people are injured and and um, didn't build some of these things properly. Uh, the Danielson promo was was dope. Yes, he's not going to be at Forbidden Door or or Blood and Guts. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but he has a replacement. He says, so who's the replacement? Speculations are Cesaro. Yeah, uh, Samoa Joe. I'm hearing. I I I don't know. I I I wouldn't be mad at Cesaro. I hope he doesn't sign a long term deal. I mean, he's Cesaro's been awfully quiet. Uh, about what's going on, I know his his non compete's been over for a while now, um, but I'm hearing, I'm hearing Johnny Gargano because Johnny's got ties with him too. Yeah, so I don't know. I wouldn't mind, but like I said, this is and this is to go against uh, ZSJ, right? Yeah, because I love that promo. That uh, oh no, no, this is the team thing. Oh, the T L Blood and Guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was t- I was talking about with the the promo against ZS, uh Zack Saber Jr. against uh Oh yeah, no, he's talking about both both yeah. Bo- yeah, both times he's supposed to wrestle. 
Uh, the Christian Cage promo was really good. Um, he got, you know, he's calling out Jungle Boy, and his mom is calling, talking about his dead dad, and yeah. he cut a really sick promo. Then, then Luchasaurus comes out, and then he creep, creepingly, is that a word, creepingly? A creepingly, yeah, I think so. Creepingly, he creepingly calmed down Luchasaurus and reminded him of uh, some, he mentioned somebody's name, and, and they walked out of the ring together, and I was like, uh. ah, okay. I see where that's going. Well, you gotta um, remember, you gotta remember, Luchasaurus is over a million years old. So I mean, yeah, he's, he's been a, he's been around a long time. A little old in the tooth. They had uh, Rapongi Vice and Orange Cassidy versus Willow Spray and Aussie Open. Yes, um, but part of the U- United Empire. Um, I gotta, I I'm really upset that they're gonna waste Will Osprey on Orange Cassidy. I'm ah. sorry. I, I I know I'm I'm not a big Orange Cassidy fan. I'm not saying he's bad, but Will Ospreay, arguably, and I said this two weeks ago, is probably the best wrestler on the planet right now, next to Okada, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and Jay White. Sorry, sorry, Rob. <laughs> and Jay White. <laughs> but um, you're going to waste Will o- in the state. You don't get Will Ospreay in the States at all. So, you know, you're going to waste Ospreay with fucking Orange Cassidy? See, this is where I'm going to disagree. Okay. I, I actually like it because because of the fact that, okay, you got to look past the the gimmick. The guy can go. The guy can absolutely go. I, I think when it comes down to it, once you get past all that stuff, it's going to be a great match. Uh, do we think MJF's going to have a run-in during the pay-per-view? A run-in? No. No? Okay. Because they and, – and, I, I think they're doing the right thing by keeping him off, off not even mentioning okay. it. And I, I, I think they're doing the right thing. There's no need. I mean, does it keep the storyline going if he comes in and messes up a certain match? But what match is he going to run in on? Right. Where does he fit here? And well, that's, that's the problem I have. With Richie it. says he thinks Wolo gets a championship match and MJF runs in and costs him. Mm, I, don't, I, I don't think. Well, I mean. It does work, but then what are you going to do? You're going to keep you're going to keep the the Wardlow MJF. There, there's no need I, for there's that. There's no need for it, right? Maybe I don't know. Who cuts a better heel promo? Mario wants to know. Edge or Christian? Ooh. See after 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 this past one with Christian. Christian and Chris. Not for nothing. If you watch Christian's TNA shit, TNA, he was amazing. In he TNA. was amazing as world. He was he, he was NWA champion. No yeah. one mentions that. Yeah. You know that's something Edge can't say. I got to tell you, he could run in during the Mox match, too, MJF. Yeah, uh, you know, he could. Ah, yeah, I, I just don't think he fits right now. I, think, I mean, I think those fucking Warner Brothers suits are being dildos about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Tony Storm fought Marina Shafir, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Ro- Mrs. Uh, Roddy Strong. Strong. Yep. I'm still pissed that the fucking Mexicans can't wrestle. I'm so... C- yeah, Penta Penta versus Malachi Black. The, that was the old Atlantic Championship tournament uh, match. I'm, that exci- was, I'm excited for this. I you know yeah, I, this I, is I think this is going to be good. Good, and then of course Chris Jericho and Lance Archer versus Jonah Moxley and Tanahashi. Yeah, so it was a good card, and Okada comes out, yep. which is the fucking the game changer, you know. And um, it, it just it, this is where I hate Cornette because Cornette's like man. Nobody knows who these people are, and they're rushing them in here and jumping people, and they, they look like they, when they when they could when they come in and do run-ins, they, they look like just they look like bums, and I'm like, I, I disagree. 
you, this is this is not 1985 where Manny Fernandez shows up on NWA television and fucking jumps Jimmy Valiant for Paul Jones, right? Yeah. And turns on Paul and turns on Jimmy Valiant, right? No one knew he was coming because no one had the internet. No one had fucking cell phones. It was a surprise. You had territories. Guys would show up and leave. Mm-hmm. Show up and leave. Show up and leave. They would advertise him in locally like, hey, Ric Flair's coming to fucking Kansas City at the, at the, at the Kiel Center. Yeah. You know? But you didn't get like, you know, unless you, unless some guys had those, some like radio stations would do it. Like, hey, WKAB, we got Ric Flair coming to St. Louis next week. Fuck your faces, folks. Yeah. Right? No, but like, you mean to tell me nobody in the fucking audience knows who Okada is, Tanahashi, Ishii, fucking Osprey? Disagree. I, stop. I, I, I mean, knows. stop, Cornette. You're fucking, well, you're, his, you're, his you're 107 years old, man. His, here's the thing. And this is where his, he's, he's a little bit too deep into it. He doesn't see it for what it is. Think of back in the day when the Midnight Express is running around and you got Smart fans, I, and and I'm just gonna use the the, the wrestling mags, you know, the after mags, the yeah, after of course. mags. You got the Midnight Express at their highest. Who else would you want them to wrestle at that point? The fucking British Bulldogs. You talk about 1986. The Bulldogs are on fucking fire. You mean to tell me that no smart wrestling fan in '86 would love to see? The Midnight Express against the British Bulldogs fantasy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just of course. one, just one night. We should fantasy book that. We uh, th- the idea is Cornette. Like this is where I kind of understand where where Tony Khan's coming from. Where it's like they're using, you know, I- is it too much towards the internet fan? You can make that argument. Everybody, everybody, come on, man. If you're a wrestling fan right now, you have a, a bit of a pulse on what's going on yes, around you. Absolutely. You don't have to be a fan. Listen, I, I, love the, I love NWA, right? I don't watch I, I I'm starting to watch it every week now yeah. on YouTube. But I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't like, I was a fan with a fan. I was like, I was watching it and then they stopped doing it and then COVID happened. And, yep. and like, but like, I know, I know who's there. I, I have a pulse on it. Not yep. because I do the podcast either, because if I if I wasn't doing the podcast, I'd still watch. I'm a fan. Absolutely. A wrestling fan knows what's going on. I have there was one chick I used to talk to on, on the internet. She was strictly strictly Chikara. Mm-hmm. I don't watch anything. She had a podcast too. I don't watch anything else but Chikara. Love Chikara, by the way. I love Chikara too. Yeah. But you mean to tell me that's all you watch? Oh, I don't know. If, I don't. I know nothing about WWE or, or Impact. Or I'm like you fucking. That's l- the cool thing to say. You know what? You know what? You know what's cool. Being a fucking wrestling fan, period, okay? So you got you to have a pulse on something. Cornette's defense, if Okada came out of a box, it would have went over. <laughs> you know who said that? <laughs> fucking squires. He's not wrong, though. He's way. not wrong. But but come on, Jim. You know, Jim, Jim answers emails. Jim has to print out his emails to answer them. That's how fucking old he is. <laughs> okay? Stop it, Cornette. You're killing me with this shit. Like, you, you, you don't know? Like, you don't fucking know? Get out of here with that bullshit, man. Yeah. That's some bullshit right there, Jay. Some bullshit. But I'm excited. I'm excited for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Let's run down the card real quick and do our, uh, let's run down the card for, uh, for, for Sunday night for the five-hour pay-per-view. It's going to be probably about six, seven hours. Yeah. Well, it's good thing I'm off the next day. Um, FTR versus United Empire versus Rapongi Vice for the ROH and IWGP championship. When it takes all. This is a perfect springboard for FTR. If FTR can pull this off. I think they can. 
if FTR can pull this off, I'm, I have to get the the cord so our computer won't die. But if FTR pulls this off, they're they're the best in the game right now. I think that I think I think this is a perfect springboard for them. I think it is going to happen. I think it is. I think it's it's meant to. This is a perfect place for it to be. Uh, you know, Japan is opening up their borders. There's there's no reason why uh, FTR can't go over there. Mario, are you going to miss the pay-per-view for Jurassic World? Oh, Jurassic World. Oh, God. Can someone hug Mario, please? <laughs> can someone someone in Texas, can someone give Mario a hug and tell him that it's going to be all right, that he doesn't have to watch that awful fucking movie? The last one sucked, by the way. Oh, anyway, I anyway, I digress. Um, The Young Bucks, El Fantasmo, and Higaleo. The Bucks are in Bullet Club for one night only. Yep. So it's basically it's Bullet Club versus Sting, Darby Allin, Shingo and Takahashi from LIJ. I like it. Good match. I, and and I'm telling once again, you know, Cornette with you know just kind of being a little nearsighted with this shit. Uh, I yeah, this is this is great. This is another thing that got me. I was like, oh, okay, I could see what they're doing. Uh, and I'm glad Hikaleo is finally getting his fucking due because he this kid he's the younger brother of the Gorillas of Destiny. Yep. And uh, and he's the uh, dad of uh, his dad. I think his dad is Haku, right? Haku, yeah. yeah. So like he's been in a cut for a minute and haven't hasn't gotten his shine and he was supposed to get his shine but COVID happened. A lot yeah. of guys took a fucking backseat because because of, of the the Rona. You know what I'm saying? So that's gonna be a good match. Um, I might go. With the, I might go. Sadly, I might go with the Sting team though. I don't. I don't want them to win, but I think I hope. The, I hope Bullet Club wins. Um, Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy? I mentioned that already. I can't, I'm sorry. I, I Osprey Osprey's gonna win. Osprey cannot lose. Um. But I, I, like I said, to me, this is you got to remember, AEW, you know. So this is a, uh, Orange Cassidy is a part of it, you know. And I think if done right, this is this this could be a show stealer because I think because because he we got to remember, underneath all that other stuff, Orange Cassidy can go when it's when it when it's happening. So I I'm excited for this match. And I all right. And I feel like I'm going to give myself a blade job to the eye, Mario. So I'm, I'm binging all of them. Sting's, <laughs> new, Sting's new group is the new Misfits. They, he's calling himself the Dudes with Attitudes. Uh, that was Sting's stable back in the day when the fucking when when the Ruse sneakers were the av- the, the the sponsor for uh, for the NWA. Ruse, dude. Ruse, dude. And he had that little pockets on the sides. <laughs> yeah. Kangaroo sneakers. Ruse, dude. Um, ZSJ versus Mystery Opponent. We already mentioned who we think it is. I hope I hope it's I hope it's Cesaro. Um, be you know, dope. But here's but here's the funny thing, you know, it, it 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 could it could also be Gargano, but I don't think Gargano's doing anything you until know, after the summer. But you know what's dope though? Any of those guys that we mentioned can run. Yeah, because ZSJ is probably next to D- Danielson, one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. Oh yeah, without ZSJ that. will fucking he'll forge you into an accordion. He doesn't look the part, but there's a reason why Minoru Suzuki recruited yeah. him. He he will bend you into an accordion. He I've seen Z- Zack Saber Jr. stretch guys beyond their limits, like and that that's a shoot. Like I I've I read guy where guys were like, you, 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 when you go in the ring with Zack Saber Jr., you better t- you know better pack a lunch, yeah, because the kid will wrap you up, you know. And he he just had a success. Him and his partner had a just successful tag team run tonight in in um in uh, New Japan. It was him and um, Taichi. Yeah, they were tag team champions for a hot minute. I mean, they, they, but anyway, um, I'm excited for well, that. Did you did you hammer down who you think it's going to be the mystery opponent? 
Do you think it's going to be Cesaro? I think Claudio? it's going to be I, either either Claudio. I I want to say Gargano, but I think it might be it might be Samoa Joe. But Joe is hurt apparently. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it's Brie Bella. Matt's quiet. Says <laughs> that's dope. Um, let's see. Hold on a minute. Get back to the card. Uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Love it. Versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Utah, and Shota Umino. And Shota Umino is is, is Moxley's young, young boy. Yeah, his young his young boy. Quote unquote. I love that. I love that. Was it two years ago? Yeah. When he was <laughs> just treating him like <laughs> shit. Beat him up with rings lights, smacked him around. <laughs> Junior Moxley. Junior Moxley. I think he's slowly becoming a Moxley fan. Nah. Yeah, nah. Not really. He cuts good promos though. He does. He does. Um, I I love it. I love the fact that Suzuki's gonna be here. Of course. Um, I hope it's Johnny Ace. <laughs> <sighs> Where's my skateboard? Yeah. I got two. F- I got two left feet, but I can do skateboard. Do me a favor. Sign this. <laughs> Johnny Ace. Um, I love it. But I I I love it. But come on. I I mean, it's gonna go gonna go without saying who's gonna win this. And let's see. Moving right along. Thunder Rosa yes. defends the AEW Women's Championship against the shit locker Tony Storm, Mrs. Uh, Juice Robinson. I, I hope, uh, I mean, I, I really, I can wait on a Tony Storm run. I, I just don't want Thunder Rosa to. to she's on a roll right yet. now, huh? I don't want to give her, I don't want to give it up yet. Yeah, she's on a roll right now. God bless her. Yep. Um, all right, the All-Atlantic Championship continues the tournament. Uh, Ishii is out. He's injured. Taking his place is New Japan Pro Wrestling West Coast uh, young boy Clark Connors, yes. who's been making some waves. So, so it's Pac, or Pac, I'm sorry. Heck. Heck. Uh, Clark Connors uh, versus Malachi Black and the repackaged Miro. I cannot, I cannot wait for this. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I think this, I think this belt either should go to Malachi. Oh, I really wanted to go to Miro. I think this is all about Miro. Johnny Ace's new finisher, the NDA cutter. Oh, there it is. Choppy's bell today. Okay. And now, final f- uh, f- uh, fatal four-way for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Hangman Adam Page. Adam Cole. Baby. <laughs> the, the, the Rainmaker, Kujishka Okada. And the Catalyst. Love it. The leader of Bullet Club, the current reigning, defending IWGP heavyweight champion, Switchblade, Jay White. So um, I think Jay White retains. um, And if if he does lose, it's not going to be to Adam Cole or Adam Page. I would love for Adam Cole to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Such a mark for him, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. I know that for a fact. Because my son's like, "Yeah, you know you want Adam Cole to win, right?" I'm like, "Of course I want Adam Cole to win. He's not. He's not going to win, you know." Yeah. You know. <laughs> Johnny Laryngitis. Um. All right, and finally, finally, for the AEW Heavyweight Championship, the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tanahashi Hiroshi Tanahashi. Versus Juno Muxley. Now, obviously, they're probably going to put the belt on John Moxley, the interim heavyweight championship on John Moxley. Uh, however, 
The gates are open in New Japan now. Guys are going back and forth, especially if FTR wins those those belts too, right? I'm like, you know, if, even if can you imagine if all the all the New Japan guys that are in title matches win the championships? So you would have Clark Connors as the as the uh, All Atlantic champion. You'd have either Paige or Cole as the IWGP champion. Tanahashi, the AEW champion, and then FTR, the tag team champions, with Ring of Honor tag team champions. And then you have to go to Japan and fucking fight I, that. That'd I, be cool. I, I think it's not going to happen. I think but. this is what's going to happen. I think to everybody's probably surprise, I think Tanahashi's going to win this. And I'll tell you why. Really? So yeah. now it's going to be Tanahashi and CM Punk? Yes. Really? I think, I think that's where they were going originally, and I think this is a perfect way to do this. Tanahashi can go back to New Japan with the AEW belt, all right? Assuming that this is going to be a... Because, once again, this is going to play into my storyline of FTR winning the IWGP belts. Okay. So now they're going to have the tag belts. Why not have Tanahashi have the AEW belt? And then he can go there, defend it there, and and then you're going to come back to CM Punk anyway. So, I mean, assuming that hopefully Punk can make it back I, I think by summer's end, I think it's going to be a, 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 a an absolute hail mary. But if you can get him back by year's end, I, I I don't see why you can't do this. So why not? And then it tells a great story to maybe send send new uh, CM Punk over to Japan. I I, I, I love it. I, I I like the idea of Tanahashi winning the belt. I I like Moxley. I'm definitely a bigger Moxley fan than you are. Um, it makes sense to put it on him. But if you're talking long-term storytelling, I, I think you put the belt on Tanahashi. Meltzer will have a five-star boner in a, for that four-way. <laughs> I, I agree. Thank you, man. But 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 it is going to be a great that that's 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 like if you talk about marquee names in wrestling, Correct. obviously. Correct. Adam Cole. Everybody's kind of like he's he's been in the news this past week, uh, you know, about his physique and what have you. Like, but at the end of the fucking day. The dude is a fucking star. I I I'm listen. I've been on. I've been a fan of his forever and ever and ever. I I will always be a fan of his. He's got the complete package for yep. me. Okay, he can talk. He can work. So what? He's under two hundred pounds. Yep. W- it, was it? I mean, there there have been cruiserweights that have beaten giants. Okay, there have been middleweights that have. I mean, listen. You gotta understand something. If he if he's good, he's good. You know what I'm saying? If he's bad and weighs 175 pounds, 198 pounds, whatever it is, yep. if he's bad, then that's a problem. But he's not, because I want story time with Adam Cole. Okay, when when he hit that, when he pe- almost peaked at in, in Ring of Honor, I was like, this is the way. And then he joined Bullet Club, and they then they then they recruited fucking um what's his face Marty Skrull, and like they were on the top of the way. They had the box, they had Page. I was like, man, can you imagine? It, it just it that run a Ring of Honor got him the NXT gig, man. Yeah, absolutely. The guy walks in, he gets his own stable, he gets his own fucking gimmick, he gets everything. I mean, there's a reason why he's still around, um, because he can work and he can talk. A lot of guys can't do both anymore. Yep. A lot of guys can't do both. You know, back in the day, seldom, very seldom, a guy can do both. We had guys. We had we had the Randy Savages and the Ric Flairs and the Dusty Rhodeses and and the Andersons and the Blanchards and and several other people. But we didn't have a lot of guys 
in the WWF that can talk. And yeah, come, that's you know. why they had the, they had the Heenans, you had the Grand you, Wizard. You had the, you, yeah, you had Ernie Roth, you had Jimmy Hart, the greatest, and then Bobby Heenan, the greatest manager of all time. You know, and then you had guys like that, Captain Lewis Albano, Master Fuji. You had the managers. But then there were guys who can talk, and Jake Roberts can talk, and, you know, Piper can talk, and a couple of guys can do it, you know. But there are guys who can't. Yeah. Bret Hart, you know. <laughs> there are guys who can't. You know, Ricky Steamboat, you know, he, he was too too good, you know. Yeah. Paul Ondorf, I love you to death. Not, not a big fan of your promos, though. Not the best talker, yeah. No, no. You know. You know, but this is what happens. Um, I, again, I feel like the card was rushed, and people are getting injured, and, they're, and they're, now they're shoehorning fucking people in for these four ways and three ways and your sister's ways. And I'm like, you know what? I just hope for the 50 bucks, I'm entertained. That's all. That's it. If I can get 60% of that, 60-40, I'll be good. 50-50. I don't want 50-50 booking in a pay-per-view like this, especially if they're going to... Especially if they're going to progress storylines. Well, that's what I I think. I, I, like and, you said, and I think they're going to do. And you got to you got to give credit where credit is due. They've done. You know, Forbidden Door really kind of snuck up on them. You know, you know, hindsight being what it is, maybe they shouldn't have done it so close to uh, double or nothing. You know what I mean? They maybe they should have you know held out a little bit, but I think they've done a, a pretty good job of of building excitement for the card anticipation and i'm here i'm here and like i said i'd love i'd love to see it on on sunday i know like i said my brother-in-law was talking about it so hopefully maybe we'll watch it i you know if not i'm definitely going to catch it during the week and do my usual watch it in two three nights all right anything else for, i got one more thing before we go to break you, no. you got anything all right real quick i saw i saw slammiversary on sunday yes i liked it um rich swan when Brian Myers was good. Ty Ty of Valkyrie's got a big fat ass. Yeah. Uh that was good. It was her it was her versus uh the fuck is her name? Oh, it was the, it was her and Rosemary versus the influence for the tag titles. Yeah. Monsters Ball, Moose and Sammy Callahan was good. Team No More versus uh the Impact Originals, Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Goldis, and a mystery partner. Who was the mystery partner? I didn't even um, it. it was uh the fuck was his name? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I was thinking he'd be like Michael Shane or something. No, it was it was it was in a what's his face? David Richards. Ah, oh, okay. I was I was hoping it was gonna be like Michael Shane. Like that would have been a real fucking. Briscoe's lost the tag titles to the Good Brothers. Shocking. Yeah. Um. Ace Austin was uh, with X Division. The, the big Mike Bailey, Alex Zane, Kenny King, Jack Evans, Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel won that. Queen of the Mountain. Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, Tasha Steeles was a good match. Uh, me, him, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace won. Mickey James was the ref, was the guest enforcer. And, of course, Josh Alexander had a fucking match and a half against Eric Young. They beat the snot out of each other. Yeah. They pulled the ring up. They exposed the boards. They went out. I was, it was a great match, man. Canada will be, Canada will be proud. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shaylin, today is the anniversary of the Great Betrayal. When Hogan turned, when Orndorff turned on Hogan, <laughs> yes. However, I will play that on 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 our page and, and tease my friend Chris, but since we're six years old, I had to play the Rock promo because we're doing we're doing a very cool throwback for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. We are live on the rant. Thank you for Facebook and hanging out with us in the chat room. We're gonna plug our friends and come right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> 
Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass, Choppy. This is the song for the pay-per-view. I love, did you see, um, what was it called? The next month after this pay-per-view, they had the, the one in England. Right? Was it, was it, uh, Re- the, inter- not Rebellion, right, Insurrection. The, yeah. 
We can't say that word now. Hold no, on. did you say? I apparently I can't. Oh, never mind. What? No, I was gonna say something about what happened to me yesterday, but I'll talk. I'll talk to you after, off the oh. air. Um, what do you call it? You uh, do you see Doc Hendricks dressed up like fucking like one of the Hardys? That was the thing. That's that was one of the things back in the day. You had the, the tight shirt, the yeah. baggy pants, and the, and the chain around your neck. I never, I I'm, I was never a slave to fashion, man. No, I, I was I, never a slave to fashion. I, I like I said, I always do my own thing. Same thing. I, I'm lucky if I match sometimes. I don't even know if I'm matching right now. You're not. No, I didn't think so. That's but fine. I really don't care. I match my hat and my shirt. I always try to do that. I've been a teen, uh, jeans and t-shirt guy since. Since I'm a teenager, I can't. Yeah. You know, you, you get occasional fresh to death jersey out of me, but and when I go out, I clean up. You know, I got some nice suits and I got a, you know, I got some nice uh, shirts and yeah, nice dress dressy shirts. You know, Steph Steph busts my balls all the time because um, oh and Phil, I would definitely take you out to lunch if you had Stephanie's body like in a Photoshop. Thank you, <laughs> Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, the other day we went so we went out to dinner and I was like uh. You know, uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to wear my baseball jersey to dinner. She's like, no, you're not. You're not going to a baseball game. <laughs> so I said, you wear a leopard print out in public. You going to the zoo? Yeah. And she shot me to look, oh, man. women love their leopard print. You can't fucking But it's it's shit. a thing on Staten Island, though. Uh, t- t- I, had to, I had this conversation with your cousin, Lisa, yeah. a bunch of years ago. Like three, uh, Lisa and I are sitting in, uh, we were on in traffic, right? I'll never forget this. And I actually said, I leaned over to her. I'm like, what the fuck is... This borough's obsession with, with pickup trucks and leopard print. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at me. She's like, what? I'm like, either they have pickup trucks and or the soccer mom's wearing, like, leopard print everywhere. I like the undergarments that you rock, you know? Yeah. You know? But anyway, I digress. You don't question a leopard print. Apparently on Staten Island you can't do that. You cannot question uh, Apparently you can't. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Are we ready for our throwback of the we're, week? I think we're ready for our we're throwback. Ready. We're ready. We, yeah, we are ready. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's play our throwback song of the week. Hold on. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. Oh, Shailen heard the episode where myself, Mega Powers, and Shining Wizards Eddie did the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. We reviewed that. Oh, God, I watched that. That's the courtship of Shining Wizards Eddie, the name of the show. Oh, that is. <laughs> that was a fucking great episode. <coughs> that yeah. pay-per-view was terrible. Ed- Eddie, call- Eddie called me up. I'll never forget. He's like, Phil, am I doing throwback with you? I'm like, yeah. He goes, can we do this? I'm like, I'm cool with it if Dave's cool with it. And Dave was like, fuck yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> All right, we're kicking this back to Jan- June 23rd, 2002, almost 20 years to the day. Ride Your Life by Neurotica was the song. Snickers Cruncher was the... It's, it was sounds just like every other song from that right. era. Snickers Cruncher was the sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, we are kicking it from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. I think currently the Columbus Blue Jackets still play there. Oh, okay. But I think they're they're it's a different name now. I'm not I, sure. It's probably a different name. Yeah, it's, probably no sponsor. It's, it's it's funny because like you 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 know you hear of all these arenas that you know growing up. The, oh the, yeah. The Rosemont, the Gund, 
you know, and like they all change their names and to, like it's some hard. corporate fucking yeah, bank. Yeah, the food, talking yeah. stick and uh, with, with, uh, the, the was crypto. What's the one in uh, the crypto stadium? Crypto, now. Yeah, the stable center. Yeah, it was now it's, it's called crypto stadium, crypto.com stadium. Yeah. And what about the one in uh, New Orleans? They're named after like an ice cream. Oh, I forgot the name of it. Baskin or, Robbins? No, no, no. I forget. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like fucking Snow Cone Arena or something like yeah. that. All right, this is the 10th annual King of the Ring. That's what we're talking about right now. I, I love the opening scene where they show oh, Brett. Oh, yeah. They show Brett. They show Owen Hart. And then they just monkey flip right over Mabel, right to Austin. It was the final King of the Ring. Yeah. It what was happened a, to Mabel? Oh, Mabel gets no that, love. That bro. was a big win. That, 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 ex- that, that was an experiment, Jack. <laughs> that was an experiment. This is the 10th one and the and the, f- the the final pay-per-view of Ring King of the Ring. And yeah. it was also the the one the only one that, that had both brands on it. Yeah, well, I mean, this is this is they, they tried something new. You got to go back to the Austin heel change, uh, heel turn from the year prior. Um, you know, and then a lot of stuff is happening behind the scenes. You, like you said, we opened it up. We opened up the show with the Rock promo. Well, did you see the Sunday Night Heat match? No, it was. I watched it on YouTube. It was the Hardy Boys beating Raven and Stevie Richards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh yeah, and and uh, listen, Stevie Richards on Sunday Night Heat. We all know that was that was a deal. That was it. That was a deal. Um, d- it, this was a trying time because this is you're a year removed from buying your competition, and now you are the the shockwave is now setting in, and you have nobody you're going up against. Leopard print is like an English family crest. Yeah, <laughs> Shailen, we did mention that we want to do a, a single a, a watch along with SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and King Mabel was trash. Thank you. We we um get get carry on. But you look at it, and this is definitely the the uh, the aftermath of of buying your competition and having nothing left. And it, the storyline's bad. Austin, you know, previous to him walking out, you know, went on w- WWF's oh WWE now because they got the F out. Uh, he went on the bite this show dot com or whatever it was, and you know basically just trashed the writing and said you know they, they it, the storylining is 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 bad and blah 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 all this stuff. You know Austin said it himself that he was just burnt out at this point. You know and he he was he was fucking run ragged hard and and hung out to dry and you know he uh, did the wrong thing in his of his opinion my opinion as well and kind of just left and. You know, WWF did did what they could at this point and clearly was putting the ball right on Brock Lesnar. They knew it right there and then. This dude was a fucking star. This was Brock's coming out party when you think about it. Uh, Your opening match was the King of the Rings semifinal. How about this match? It's the best match of the night. I think so. Best match of the night. And it's very rare that a a WWF pay-per-view opens opens the card with the match of the night. Yeah. It's very rare. That's WCW. That's WCW. That's cruiserweight shit. And it shows you, it shows you, I, I mean, listen, say what you want about Jericho. Um, this guy is amazing. Uh, I, you could see him. You could put him in the ring with anybody. And uh, the chemistry was there. Rob Van Dam at this point, I, and I'll say it, I said it then, he was the, you know, Okada, he was the Kenny Omega. He was the internet darling, even at this time. You know there are some people who were not convinced of that? That's there, it. there are people we know. Jay, I'm not going to mention names. Yeah, but there are people we know that we that we converse with on a daily basis, almost. It, that's not being honest. That don't be, that don't believe Rob Van Dam was one of the best wrestlers in the world. 
and, and at I'll, that time. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll make the case why he was because it was it was new. It was trailblazing. It was it, it's it is the precursor to the style that I, I shouldn't say he was the precursor. Maybe that, that's not right because all Japan really kind of really set that standard of the elongated. All matches. Japan, the strong style, and then the King's I'd say Road, the King's Road, King's style. Road style, yeah. Um, but this is this, but this was is more of more, a hybrid. But this is more of a hybrid. This is more choreographed. This is more worked out in the back. That's my opinion. So to me, I think uh, you know you could see you could see them calling it out. And this is this is Jericho. This is absolutely called by Jericho. Uh, I love it. Uh oh, Shaylin, I love leopard print. You got to wear it right. <laughs> Ironically, where, where is Shaylin from? Yeah, there you go. Th- thank you. It all fits. A- carry on. And but what a fucking match! This is a fantastic match. What a this match. was fucking. This was great. Fifteen, sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen minutes. Fourteen thirty-two, oh, Jay. Around there. Yeah. You were close. I knew it was close. You were close. Uh, I don't. I don't set the stopwatch. I, I have to. I have to times. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't. I didn't time it, dude. Yeah. No. But uh, I. I. I loved it. Um, the right guy won, and then they. And then. They do, you know, Rob Van Dam wins, and then they do, uh, you know, all of a sudden, who runs into the ring? Was it uh, Lola? Lola runs into the ring. Yeah. You know, and no one ever interviews in the ring after the match, so you can kind of see them already showing it, and Jericho attacks Rob Van Dam from behind, and, uh, you know, it, you know, puts him in the Lion Tamer or the Walls of Jericho. You know, I'll, before we talk about testing Rob and, and – um. And 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 Brock, because obviously this is these are both semifinal matches. Brock beat Booker T and Tess to get into the fucking finals. Yeah, I'm just putting that out there. All well, right? I mean, listen, Booker Van, T. Yeah, Van Dam beat Jericho. Excuse me. And he beat who else did he beat? I forget. Oh, he beat Jericho and he beat X Pac. So I mean. They were doing the right thing. No, this tournament was. I mean, they, they had the first round in the quarterfinals on TV, which is dope. Um, but this was the coming out party, man. You know, and and I gotta tell you, you want people give Test shit, and, and this is where I wish I wish Choppy was here because Choppy even puts Test over a lot. We did back in the day. Um, Test held his own. He did. He was he was definitely pushed for other reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, the, he was always he was always kind of I don't want to say, you know, you know, maybe forced down our throats, but he was always featured. Yeah. He had that Kevin Nash stank on him, I think. I feel like the, I feel like Vince wanted to get like his own diesel back. If he, if he was a better worker, you know, and he can get it and he was passable by all means. He, yeah. he had a he had the great boot, you know, he had the elbow drop. But uh, if he was a better worker, you know, we, we, we'd be probably saying different things about him. If Test had a match of his life, it was the 8 minutes and 18 seconds he went with Brock Lesnar. This was a good match. It, and and it was designed, and like I said, I mean, at this point, Brock was going through guys uh, very well. He went. I remember there was a match against Bubba. Uh, I think it was on Raw or something. Well, Bubba, Bubba was in the first round against Brock. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know that's that's a who's who. Yeah. You know what I mean. And, yeah. And like I said, you know, Bubba was over three hundred pounds. Uh, Test is every bit of two eighty at this point. You know, you're putting them in size wise with with with, with good guys. Uh, he has, and like I said, this was a good match. Yeah. All in all. No, I enjoyed it. 
So now your finals are set. It's going to be Rob Van Dam versus uh, Brock Lesnar for King of the Ring. Your next match was for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yep. Uh, the Hurricane. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Shane Helms <laughs> taking on Jamie Noble and Nydia. Remember Nydia? Oh, Nydia's all the way she alive. Was, she, was she? She was all Wait the way a alive. second. Wait a second, Mr. Jacob. I, as soon as I seen her, Wait I go, a I second. forgot about you. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. We got to play it. We got we got to play the music. We have to. I mean, if she if if she is. Oh. Sorry. Nitty is all I, the way alive. I forgot about her. I forgot about her too. Completely forgot about her. Yeah. Tess is a is a better Van Hammer. Yeah. Oh, I great great comparison. <laughs> all right. Jamie Noble, one of the best cru- cruiserweight workers ever. Shane Helms was good at his craft. He was a, more of a character, and he proved it. This was a really good... Uh, the, so the storyline is, Nitty was with the Hurricane. When? Who knows, but at some well, point. Was with the Hurricane, and she dropped him for Jamie Noble. Yep. And her, her and Jamie Noble had like this redneck fucking trailer park trash gimmick. Love it. And she was like the farmer's daughter wearing the fucking the poon poon shorts yeah. and the t- and look like da- look like Daisy Duke, you know what I'm saying? From, I loved it. Yeah. So yeah, apparently, all right. So she's all the way alive. This was a good match. This was a great match. Eleven minutes, thirty eight seconds. Jamie Noble does win the cruiserweight championship, but you know, at this point, at this point in the game, the cruiserweight championship is on a down. It means nothing. Yeah. Sadly, you know. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, because you know it's. And then you get your Takamichi Nokus in there, and you get a couple other guys that, you know, were passable, but not enough to put any pizzazz on, on a... It's a mid-card, you know, fucking belt at best. Right, Augie? Um, he's he's awake now. He's awake from his nap. Um, yeah. Your next match uh, was... On on paper, I was very excited. Oh, my God. I, and this, and this, wasn't, this, this match was very good. Eddie Guerrero at his... Peak, yeah, literally at his peak against the Nature Boy Ric Flair, who's fucking fifty at this point, fifty something years old. So and Flair, and, you know, listen, say what you want. I mean, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about another old timer later on. Yeah, yeah. This match was good. I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, basically worked his ass off, but you know, Flair, Flair sold for him the whole time. He did. Um, this match went too long, though, Jay. I agree. Seventeen minutes, even. Um, it was weird because when 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 the match started, and Eddie was doing the whole walk around, and and Rick was trying to like Rick couldn't if it looked like Rick couldn't read him at first. Yeah, Eddie was like you know he was shucking and jiving, and he was he looked like he was gonna rap, do a collar and elbow tie up, but he didn't do it, and it was like oh, okay, yeah. now we'll go and and you know Eddie Guerrero. People forget that he can. He rolled around the mat with the best of them. And yeah, he got stretched out by three older brothers. So it was like Eddie Guerrero was one of the first popular hybrid wrestlers, big time, big time. And Flair did sell for him. I I, I mean, listen, say what you want about Ric Flair. Oh, that's, I, I knew I wanted to talk something about him, but uh, we'll, we'll touch on it next week. On what? Uh, with, with Ric Flair, I, did, I know you listened to his podcast, but uh, he was talking about Jay Lethal. Like, oh yeah, he had heat. Apparently, there's a little heat between because Jay now. wanted to be on a pay per view. Yeah, and Flair said no. Yeah, or whoever was booking it said no, and I'm like, but how? But uh, but how are you? 
how are you Ric Flair, right? And Jay and Jay Lethal's letting you into his wrestling wrestling school and helping you work out and, and yeah, you know, yeah. And then you just can't you you mean to tell me he you told can't him go, he he has no he has no authority on it. Meanwhile, he can't talk to his son-in-law and go, "Hey, you mind putting Jay Lethal on the fucking show?" No, you, you know what you're gonna do? You can charge him three hundred dollars. Like you charge, you try to charge us for for fucking Starcast. <laughs> Fuck you, Conrad. Ads free my balls. How about that? But uh, yeah, I, I found that interesting this past week. But uh, say what you want about Ric Flair. Maybe say a, a little bit now. But Ric Flair, good or bad inside the ring, always gave gave a lot to the opponent. Always. Yeah. But why is he beating Eddie Guerrero in storyline, though? Uh, that's that's the other side of this. That, you know what? That's, what, that's what chaps my ass. Well, I mean, they're telling the story because Bubba comes in, and I, I didn't like the fact that it was the Bubba bomb. It should have been... Like, I always liked the, the full Nelson Bubba bomb, but, I, I mean, as a finishing maneuver, I mean, you're basically just sitting down on your ass. Yeah. You know, it's almost like Big E's big ending. Like, I don't, I never understood how that could be a devastating maneuver. You can't talk on the mic, buddy. <laughs> but um, to me, I, I, I really enjoyed the match, but you're right. I mean, in storyline, storyline-wise, Eddie should have won. Correct. They, they had just turned... Heel him and him and Benoit, uh, you know you could you could have a, an easy storyline and you can continue it. And you could have took six minutes off this match and gave it to fucking Molly Holly and Trish Stratus in the next match. Absolutely. You know you want to talk about two old. Uh, for me, Molly Holly was always all the way alive. She had that fat little Midwestern ass. Yeah. She can get it. But she actually, and Trish was on top of her game yeah. at this point. Trish, you, Trish and, and this is the evolution of Trish, where she turns into just such a great worker. Stratisfaction. Um, and Molly Holly was a good worker, man. Absolutely. She can go. Um, and she won the match. She won the title at 5 minutes and 41 seconds. Um, again, you they could have they shaved like six minutes off of fucking Flair and Eddie Guerrero. But you know what? When you think about stuff like that, and I and I'm and I'm watching the I'm watching the rest of it this morning. I'm like, you know, I could see why they gave Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero 17 minutes, right? Yeah, because it, it at the respect thing, and I guess maybe maybe it was to showcase Eddie as a fucking superstar, as a worker, and yeah. if he can go with Flair at 50 years old, it's um, Pastor Dell's in the room. Hey now, oh, passes in Sacramento. Made a good. They made a good draft pick last night. They got the kid from uh, the 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 kid from mid. Uh, was it Wisconsin? Not Wisconsin. They got the uh, they had a good, they had a good pick last night. Knicks didn't do nothing last night, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but the Kings picked four, fourth overall. But um, anyway, um, your next match was fun. Yeah. So in storyline, Hulk Hogan wants to fight Vince McMahon. He's sick of his bullshit. Hogan's back now with the orange, with the uh, red and ar- you know red and yellow and he's got the feather boa and oh sorry I didn't mean to hit you buddy, um, and Vince like I'm not having it, you know Kurt Angle had just lost his hair yeah he comes out with the wig, so when uh, on TV Angle jumps Hogan now Hogan wants Hogan wants uh, Kurt Angle in a match, this was a little hard to watch. Excuse me. Um, I had I had actually seeked out, um, and I, I don't know if it was on his podcast or Kurt Angle, but uh, I actually seeked out to see what he was, you know, what he had to say about it. 
and he he gives Hogan a lot of credit, and and he's like, you know, I I, I did a lot of my same moves. He goes, I did them slower, you know. I d- I've done them. I had to do them slower because of uh, Hogan and what have you. But he's like, but at the end of the day, he goes, I did I did all my moves, and you could see it. And, and listen, Hogan took you know took a few few suplexes, which is you know took quite a few bumps there. Uh, to me, I you know. I, I didn't hate this match. I didn't hate it, but you could have gave Trish and Molly a couple minutes off that. <laughs> Twelve minutes. Uh, well, know? like I said, I mean, you you could trim you could trim Flair's match and give it to. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think this was the perfect. You know, maybe it was a little a little long, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't terribly that that long. Nah, you know, it just it's, it didn't drag. I should say when you when when guys have to slow down. See, Flair didn't. St- Eddie didn't slow down for Flair. That's the difference, right? But Hogan, you had to slow down for Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man! You're the same age almost. But uh, I, you know, I like I said, it, and there's something about it. Uh, you know, and they did the right thing. I, I Hogan, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, did did the right thing. Yeah, he did the job. I mean, and, and by by Angle's finisher, so yeah. that's even. And, and he ripped them off the rope. You know, yeah. it was it it it's it told a good story. I I enjoyed it. Could it have been shorter? It didn't drag too much, but it, it could have been a little bit shorter. But Hogan had his working shoes on. And the King of the Ring final, Brock Lesnar defeats Rob Van Dam at 5 minutes and 42 seconds. My only complaint about this match was that they fucking pushed Rob Van Dam to the moon, but they were pushing Brock Lesnar a little little more, right? So they only gave him not less than 6 minutes. I'm like, come on, they could have went 10 minutes with this. They could have, they you know, let them get his moves in and whatever, whatever, and, and put him up again. And, and Heyman, well, the best part was Heyman getting involved. Yes. That was... The, out of nowhere, too. Which that was, the hi- for me, the highlight of the match was him doing that, right? And then, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it was, I mean, you know, it was all right. I mean, I, it wasn't a terrible match. I just wish it would have went longer. Uh-huh. You could have took five minutes off the 23 minutes and 44 seconds the next match had, you know? Yeah. This, you know? this I, I mean, the, the, the main event, obviously, you know, got to go long, you know, for the title. You got to yeah, make it course. important. Of course, but, but Triple H was was injured. Yes, and it and it plagued this yeah. match. It yeah, plagued this match. Yeah, Taker. It was twenty three minutes. It, it was the Undertaker against Triple H for the undisputed heavyweight championship. Um, Taker, the champ at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And uh, like Jay said, uh, come to find out later on that that Triple I think it was H was hurt. It was, it was his elbow. He had his elbow taped up. I think he had. I don't know. He injured it or he had a staff infection. I forget what happened to his elbow. Yeah. But it was heavily taped. They made they made mention of it in the match. Actually, Jr. and, and King did. Yeah. Um. Little subtleties with with him and J, with King and Jr. They, they I mean they would they would they would a yin and yang. But once in a while, they'll give you some insight that they're not supposed to. Like they'll nonchalantly mention that Triple H was playing hurt. Yeah. Because it wasn't in the storyline. Exactly. You know if they, 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 so he mentioned it. And you're like, wait a minute, that that didn't happen on Raw. But that's but and like I said, I mean, I, I bet you you can you can probably accredit that to 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 Jim Ross because of you know his the whole sports feel. Yeah. You know if you're if you're a if you're an outside linebacker and you're showing up to a you know to a a football game. Yeah. And your elbows all taped up. You know, a commentator doing their job is going to call it out and be like, oh well, what's going on with the star number one guy? Right. You know, but uh. I thought it was good. Uh, you know, obviously the Rock came out. As soon as the Rock came out, the crowd 
the crowd really I, I don't want to say got kind of lost interest in the match, but it kind of lost interest in the match because they were they were more worried about what the rock was doing. And like I said, I mean it it took away from the 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 match in and of itself. Yeah. And then I, I at the end you know, at the end where everybody's hitting their finish and, and the music is going on, yeah. like I said, Taker had to, you know, he had to stand tall. Um, but it was kind of, it, it, it was a little bizarre. It was a little kind of erratic, you know, if you want to say anything, erratic storyline writing, you know, erratic, you know, everything. I didn't, I didn't, it kind of lost me. This is where, you know, 2002, we didn't really have the cell phones that we had, but if this came out now, in the middle of the match, you'd be picking up your cell phone, checking what's going on in the world, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and, you know, it's just uh, one of the – and the chemistry was off, and they normally have good chemistry, these yes. guys. Him, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, Kane. I'll throw Kane in there for, for – Yeah. For, uh, you know, for a filler. But, you know, no chemistry. Yeah. Ooh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I've been up since 4 a.m. I apologize. Um, anyway. Um wasn't Triple H. I just said that, Shaylin. Are you not paying attention? And then, and then like I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. elbow injury. That and, um, you know, the the ref bumps. You know what I oh. mean? Well, I mean, that always happens, though. That, that was a that was It a was dub- just excessive to me, you know? It, it, listen, I've seen worse. Yeah. You know, you ask fucking any, any longer than expected Ric Flair match with, a, with, with Tommy Young, that poor guy. That poor guy bumped fucking more than Ricky Morton did sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know? Um... But yeah, I mean, listen, this was Brock's uh, coming out party. Yep. You know, and this was probably the, uh, you know, Austin. The real deal now is Austin because he, like, he walks out for real. Yep. Because he wants to win the King of the Ring, and he gave it to Brock, and there was a he didn't want to job to Brock, and he admits it years later that it was a fucking bad move. Yeah. Because you know, at the end of the day. The Rock saves the company. Absolutely. In storyline. You know, because he leaves, and then they cut these promos on him. Like, that prom- the promo we played in the beginning, that was that was a shoot, man. Yeah. They were like, you know what? You don't want to do it? We got guys in the back that'll do it. You don't want to do it? We'll do it. You say it. We'll do it. And you know what? It's, it's that attitude that made Vince a billionaire. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean... Like I said, I mean, just just to kind of put a bow on the pay per view, I I enjoyed the pay per view uh, yeah. for what it was. You know what I mean? Uh, there's not much to it. Uh, it. To me, it was only a two three match card. It was a filler King of the Ring as Big as time. as Matt was. I enjoyed the card. Yeah, I enjoyed the card. I enjoyed it. I when I, I watched. I haven't seen this in twenty years, so this was cool. I've seen clips of Brock Lesnar because I had I watched the Here Comes the Pain recently, the, the documentary. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, never seen it. No, it's good. Um. So, oh wow, Matt Squires, and then his wife checks in. You want a long break or what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wife, he's got tabs on him. He's working. It's a little earlier in California, so this is true. Yeah, he he can multitask though, Mrs. Mrs. S. Yeah, he, he, Matt's a multitasking fool. You know, we've seen it. We've seen it firsthand. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Um, anything else before we go? No, I think that's it, brother. That's it. All right, so. I'm not paying two hundred dollars for Ric Flair's shit this weekend. I'm gonna bootleg it. I'm not. I refuse to pay. It's, it's, it's the whole package is two hundred dollars. You get the you get the. This, you no, get, it's not, it's at the end of the month. I thought it was the uh this this weekend. No, it's oh Summer, no, it's SummerSlam. Summer Slam. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, my bad. I'm not paying two hundred dollars for it though. Oh, Either that's way. like that's like the Fight Club. That's the, the package. Fight. Yeah, you get the you get all you get the you get you get the the, the card itself. You get the all, the, the all roast. The, you get the star cast shit. Fuck. That's expensive. Yeah, fuck. I, I I paid for the first one or the second one. I forget which one I paid for, and it wasn't two hundred dollars. I think fuck it might have been fifty. All right, listen, guys. I don't. T- next week is Fourth of July weekend. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be on. Yeah, I, we're gonna cu- we're gonna kind of call it by year. Um, I don't. I I know. I have. I don't have anything going on right now. But I'm sure something will pop up and you know whatever. True. But and I know Jay normally goes camping and stuff like that on that time of the, that time of the year. So if we don't come on, two things will happen. Either you get a filatorial or you'll or you'll get you'll have to wait another week. You all know the social media handles, Anchor FM and the dot coms where you get all the gimmicks. Yeah. And. ProWrestlingTees.com slash ThermalGoThrowbacks could be a mark by a shirt. And um, I think that's it for us. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the pay-per-view, man. Oh, yes. Big time. Yeah, man. AEW Forbidden Door. Yeah, Forbidden Door. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.